And oftentimes what I'm wishing is that my leaders had more solid, objective, reliable, educated advisors around them, not like someone who doesn't really know you and know the situation of your business. So when you need the advice in your planning process, they're actually qualified <laughs> to objectively help you do that. Hi, and welcome to the Leadership Now series with Nick Vujicic and Christine Grimm, ARIA Consulting, 23 years of executive coaching, and I'm humbled that she is my coach. I could not lead without the sound coaching from Christine. I'm so glad, Chris, that we get to coach everyone watching. Tell us what we're going to be experiencing here on this series. Yeah, we're going to coach you uh, around leadership, around real challenges, how to navigate the challenges that you have right now, and and how to feel good about it. I'm so excited, Chris, you're gonna be sharing with us also your pool of CEOs that can bring in and chime in some principles from their experience as well. Thank you for joining us here on the Leadership Now series. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Leadership Now series with Christine Grimm from ARIA Consulting and myself, Nick Vujicic. Welcome back. Um, we are so thankful um, that uh, you know what's cool about time? Time doesn't stand still. And I just from a personal point of view today want to start sharing about how thankful I am that time doesn't stop. Because when you go through a difficult year like 2020, you're like, uh, Christmas couldn't come soon enough and New Year's to 2021. And, um, you know, just a lot of uncertainties we'd love behind us. Um, and I'm just thankful. Guess what? It's going to be behind us quite soon. Yep. Uh, and we're going to be already talking about Christmas 2021. But in the meantime, <laughs> of understanding that time just keeps on flying. Yep. Um, aren't you thankful that time doesn't stop when it's yuck? <laughs> and you have an opportunity to, to not get stuck in the yuck and growing through things and going through things and holding on to the ups and downs. Christine, you've been in consulting with major, massive companies for 23 plus years. Um, talk about, um, first of all, before we tell our viewers and listeners today, let's talk about real quick the perspective of time from a leadership point of view. Um, I know we want to unpack something that's very, very significant, but one of the things that um, to me are the, are the straight up barometers of the skill of an execution leadership level is maturity. And I think time is one of our greatest friends if we in, are intentional about the time and what we do with that time. And so far, we've been talking about mental health and, and, and reacting and resetting and pivoting and team dynamics and all these kinds of things. But what I love about this episode is it really is going to go in deep to those of you who are in a CEO position, uh, those of you who do have decisions to make, a lot of responsibilities on your shoulders. And uh, what Chris is going to unpackage for us today is very, very important. I wouldn't be where I am today without what she's about to share with you all. But can I just say as a leader, I'm so thankful I'm not 16 years old. I'm so thankful that I'm not single. I'm so thankful that I'm not, you know, um, stuck in some 
phase of my life and we continue to grow older. We don't like to grow older, but I'm going to ask you for the first time, some of you looking at the mirror and saying, man, I hate the way I'm looking to get the, the, you know, the older I get, the less I like seeing myself. Listen, I want you to see it from the flip side. All the lessons as leaders, all the times, all the storms that you've weathered through. This is going to be a pick-me-up with me and Chris. We're going to encourage you CEOs out there. Welcome back. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Uh, it's November. It's November 2020. Crazy. Happened. Um, so a few minutes ago, you said something um, that's super important. So I want to get into our topic today uh, because I do believe that it is the fall and the winter tends to be a time that many businesses are planning for the next calendar year. And so because I'm in the midst of a lot of those conversations with leaders, as you know, uh, I always am noticing a few things. One you just mentioned, which is all of a sudden we get to the fall and go, OMG, how did we get here? <laughs> like it happened really fast. So not just 2020, um, but every year seems to, uh, I know the, as I get older, I know it's a cliche, but um, that it just feels like time goes faster. And of course, of course that's not happening. Um, what's actually happening is that we get too busy and distracted and have lots of things going on that by the time the holidays come, I really believe here in the US in particular, but other countries who have holidays around the same time, uh, because the holidays are here, back to school, by the way, I also believe is a milestone event for people. So back to school comes and people go, whoa, back to school. That's like a moment that makes us measure time almost in our minds. And then we kind of go, oh gosh, how did that go by? Uh, and then, like I said, then the holidays kind of stack up a bit um, for people who celebrate like even Halloween, right? Which is kind of a holiday, even though it's a commercial uh, thing that is here in the US uh, celebrated. Um, then we have uh, Veterans Day and Thanksgiving and kids start having days off also create milestones in our mind. Um, and then physical holidays uh, that we, we actually plan for. Um, and then of course the end of the calendar year. So yeah, of course in our brains, all of a sudden those milestones start to stack up, <clears throat> close out the calendar year, prepare for the next year. And we do feel like we've just lost a lot of time because how did that go by so quickly? So it is a bit of an illusion that we have, that we play on ourselves. Um, I would say uh, two things, Nick, that I wanted to talk about today. One, which is everything is always temporary. Mm. Every situation is pretty much temporary in this physical realm that we live in, in business mm -hmm. in particular, right? So uh, no matter what situation you're in, it is going to change. Even if you do nothing, something's going to change. Uh, so I want to I want to talk about that because it's one of the reasons I said to you um, the other thing that is super clear to me specifically this year but really every year is a, a version of this people get into planning time and oftentimes what I'm wishing is that my leaders had more solid objective reliable educated advisors around them like mm. real wisdom that they could go to not like last minute, 
not like someone who doesn't really know you and know the situation of your business. Like, so when I say educated, like they're up to speed. So when you need the advice in your planning process, they're actually qualified <laughs> to objectively help you do that. And I think for a lot of people, um, you know, they don't have that. So I thought we could talk about the importance of that because I actually think that you're pretty good at it. Uh, and so you're a good person to give some advice to leaders regardless of how big their team or their business or nonprofit is, you know, how to, how to sort out, you know, who are the best advisors and what does objectivity look and feel like? I love that, you know, in this, in this upcoming, you know, the, the, the last quarter of any year, as you said, you know, planning for next year. Um, one of the crazy first shocks that I need to process is another year is done. I'm a, I'm a year older. I've got less hair on my head or gray hair. Um, and then if you had a fantastic year, you kind of feel in some aspects, 50, 50 excited for the next year, but you also have some fears for the next year and coming out of a very crap year, uh, on some levels, um, you know, not a lot of people, I think are very excited for next year. I think there's still a lot to process. There's still a lot of uncertainties to figure out for 2021. And in that whole process of time, uh, you know, from an individual level first, before we go to that group setting is you processing what you did well this year and what you need to do better for next year from an individual level. Um, and I'm going through this massive, I'm going to call it a midlife crisis, I think at age 38 years old, um, I'm re I've relocated out of state, uh, massive reset all across the world and all across a lot of industries. But one of the good things is like never before, I am um, really pressuring myself to be initiating um, what feeds me first. Because exactly what you just said, everything is temporary. And before I know it, I'm going to be 48. And before I know it, I'm going to be 58. My kids are going to be married. And one of the things that I want all CEOs and leaders to first think of is their personal life before we talk about business. Um, you know, it's more than just New Year's resolutions. It's lifestyle. And, and there are some of us, um, I'm actually going to say this, I've been thinking about this the last couple of weeks. I have a lot of friends who used to be on the road and that's all they used to do. And they're actually back on the road again. And I'm like, I don't, you are. I don't want to be back on the road. And, and I really feel like, you know, making sure that, that what, you know, the opportunity, this is the perfect opportunity to um, take a rest, perfect opportunity to reassess, perfect opportunity to reset, and a perfect opportunity to, to really scratch beneath the surface and say, am I really, really happy? Or am I always, because I'm going to talk for myself, I'm happy, but I feel like I continue to Try and make sure that all the other silos are filled except for me. Making sure that the team's good, making sure that the business is good, making sure that the family is good, you know, all these kinds of things. And, and Nick's not fishing as much as he would love to. You know, I, I don't think I've actually fished as much in my life as I did this year. And COVID helped me to go fishing with my son and eat fish and boat and swim and go out and have campfires and s'mores and RV trips. It's been beautiful. It's been awesome. And I kind of, you know, to personally, like, I'm excited for that because it's a brand new Nick. 2021 is going to be a brand new year for me on a personal level. And 
and I'm and and if it wasn't though for that team around me, Chris, I wouldn't have the confidence of knowing what I want yeah. um, and being okay for that. Because out of all the things that these beautiful, amazing people around me who've given me wisdom, who've given me advice, who've given me educated coaching, teaching me how to do time management, teaching me how to do prioritization, you helping me with my team, um, you know, just learning from people around me who've also um, been on the board of directors of the big boys, you know, the big tens of millions of dollar organizations in the nonprofit world and the big famous evangelists and, 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 and um, social media influencers, if you will. Um, and, and the one, the one or two things always remain the same. Hmm. The first thing is you personally, you, your faith, your family and your friendship and how you get filled most because your business can be successful and your organization can be successful, but if you're not getting filled up on the inside, um, that's, you know, I want to start off just with this, that that's been the greatest ongoing thing. Nick, when are you going to slow down? Nick, do you want to continue to go on the road? Nick, are you fishing as much as, you know, Chris, I'm about to go, you know, change up a car of mine this week. Um, I'm, I'm getting ready for, for another car and I'm going to go buy a boat in two weeks from now. Wow. And, and yeah, it's a big thing for me. And, and I'm so excited. Um, so on that level, when you do have people around you, don't, don't have a, a misconception that it's just business. It's people around you. That's what I want to start off with, with opening it up. I, I could never be where I'm at alone. Could never have done what we've done as an organization without those older, wiser more experienced people from the outside looking in just like the nuggets that you see that they bring it's not in quantity but it's a qualitative things that you know you know that as a company you know you can only change two or three major things for you to do it really well and 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 it all starts though with you the person you in the verticals of faith family and friends you being balanced as much as possible you sleeping well, you eating well, you feeling good, you enjoying life, being present, not just living in the past, not living in the future. You are the, because if you ain't healthy, you can't lead a healthy organization. I think that was the number one thing that I've ever learned is to find people, not that's just skilled, not just experienced who could tell you the best things, but who actually care for you the person first. Uh, wow, that was a lot and goodness, uh, a lot of goodness. Um, yeah, let me just add to that. So first of all, I wanna anchor you into something that I think people need reminded of. And you just said it, but I'm gonna add to your thinking, right? So I do believe that planning for a leader starts with themselves and not in a selfish way. I said, I think what you just said is super important, right? Leaders, you, you've got to put your own oxygen mask on before you put on someone else's. Like everybody uses that idea from an airplane, um, but it's super true, right? Like you have to be grounded. You've got to know what's important to you and you do have to kind of build from there. I would also say one of the reasons I think that 
um, I want to go back to what I said earlier, right? Having the right people around you to add the right balance of wisdom, objectivity, challenge is important because I believe, now this is philosophical, everybody, like Nick knows this about me, but I don't like to watch people what I call stand still or plan for next year to just do the same thing you did this year. And that might sound like, duh, who does that? But a lot of people in businesses do that, right? They, they maintain. <laughs> and by the way, I would look back on my own situation and think that there's definitely been years where I have been on autopilot. I'm one of those people who are back traveling, by the way, not as much as before, but it's back. And um, it's really easy, I'm noticing, to go back to the old default thinking busy, running to the next thing, solving problems every day, which makes it hard to plan, makes it hard to stick to the discipline of having a life, like what you just said, right? It makes it really, really easy to potentially not go fishing with Kiyoshi when there's a business problem or, or whatever there is. So I would just say to all you leaders, ground yourself in a few things. One, yes, if your life is important and it is you, how, what's gonna sustain you, you've gotta have discipline to that. And then when you plan for yourself and your business, specifically right now, you should be doing that for 2021. Um, make sure that there's some stretch in there. There's some challenge. So you've gotta have people around you that get you out of your mental comfort zone a little bit and say, how is, 2021 going to be better than 2020. Well, there's a lot of room to work there because 2020 has been difficult for many people, right? But you need people around you that I said who are objective. And let's talk about what that means because objectivity is hard to come by if in fact, A, you keep the same people around you for a long time because the longer we're together, the less objective we are. I would even say the longer I'm someone's coach, like Nick, I know you really well. I know your team well. I know your family, et cetera, which means I've lost some of the objectivity that I had early in our relationship because I have a bias now, right? I, I've been with you through so many things that I'm actually a part of the narrative. And so I would say to everyone on a, on a regular basis, like at least every two, three, four years, you should be thinking about with your advisor, with your coach, with your mentor, whoever that is, like, are you objective anymore? Like, or are you sometimes here, by the way, everybody, here's a test of objectivity. If you get mad at the person for a decision that they made, you're not objective. Mm. Because emotional attachment by the way, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not purely objective anymore because objectivity means I can stand outside of what's happening and clearly see both sides to the situations so that I can stand back and don't get triggered if you're upset. Um, I cannot take per things personally if you get mad at me. And like I said, I don't get mad at decisions or mistakes or problems. And so objectivity is super important because again, when you're gonna make a big leap, 
right? Like when you really know that next year we've got to shift our strategy in a big way, or maybe you have to make a big team decision, mm-hmm. right? Hire someone in a role I've never had before, mm-hmm. or I've got some team members and maybe we've grown out of them. When you've got hard decisions to make, or you need to plan to do something you've never done before, you need some people around you who are objective enough to help you see the whole thing without any attachments. Sure, great for a Serbian. <laughs> You're gonna blame it on being Serbian? I am. I'm gonna hang my hat. Um, totally. I I've never seen it from that point of view as well. Um, Everybody likes that, by the way. So I want to make sure I point this out. I am not Serbian. I am a lot Italian. And uh, even though Grimm is my married name, uh, my husband is not Italian. Di Battista is my maiden name. And so I come from a family of people who they don't necessarily like it when things are objective. Any of my family members watching this, you know it's true. Uh, You know, Italian people like to like, hey, have a conversation, have an opinion. Like, you know, when I was growing up, if people didn't raise their voice, look, I just did it then something was wrong. Like what's wrong with those people? Why are they so quiet? Or you don't care because you're not yelling. Um, And so I want you to notice that Mr. Serbian because sometimes what we do is we, we want people around us who have big strong opinions. We want the people around us who are gonna react as strongly potentially or passionately as we do. And we have to note that those people aren't always the most objective. Even though we might like the feeling of a real debate, or we like people who are going to react as strongly as we are because we want validation of our feelings. But again, you can have some of those people too. We just need balance. Sure. Now let's talk about the balance of the people around you and how, obviously, objectively, we look at who's around us. And I mean, you know, this could also be from a personal point of view. You know, like I think 2020 has been a uh, quite a year where I have realized that I've, I've maybe taken for granted uh, too easily, too quickly, friendships um, and what friendships meant for me in 2020 and who were and who are those people that I did call uh, once every two weeks or three weeks just to see how they're doing and they're calling me to see how I'm doing. Um, on a personal level, I think we all should do that from a personal individual point of view. But um, collectively, as you know, a, a, a board or a so association of advisors, like, like however you want to name it today, those who have different skill sets, those uh, who see different, um, different angles and perceptions of or perspectives of where you're at as a company, what they can do for you uh, if you listen. I, I think one of those things is you having a heart that that does accept um, advice from those who have gone before you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I feel that approach has has treated me well, uh, where I'm I'm ready to learn and eager to learn. And um, as, as long as I can have people that I can trust around me, who is someone of on the same level of values and principles as I am, um, I, I think that's, that's, that's when it gets really fun, when you could 
have those people around you who do point you in the same direction, in the right direction, if you will. Um, but also, you know, doing business with friends, um, people that you know, who actually care for you, who don't have anything up their sleeve or, you know, their own little chip on their shoulder to prove something. Um, I, I, it's been actually way more enjoyable, not just doable, enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Look, I do think we need our tribe. That's what I call it when we have people like you just described, like a good mix of what I call the inner sanctum, right? Like you have your wife, you have some family members, you have the people who like you have the ultimate level of trust and you're going to talk through like really difficult situations. But because those people are super close to us and they might have a stake in the game, right? <laughs> They, they aren't always the most objective. So like I was saying, I think there's like the next layer of people who you need, who, like you said, you know, you have a friendship, you have general values alignment. Um, sorry, that might sound sterile to people, but, but I really, I, I don't think that way. I, I think that values alignment um, is important because you know, you need people who don't agree with you all the time, but you do need people who you know are in general alignment with the direction you're going in and your fundamental beliefs. And then I think that, you know, you need, like, like you said, people with some experience that you don't have. I, I think that there is always room for mentors um, and teachers who have gone before you, have not necessarily been there, done that, even though I've you know, you, Nick, we, we've talked about you having relationships and mentorship from people who have been evangelists and who have been public speakers and authors, etc. But also, I think there's, there's room for experience in different things, like the things that you want. So when you were asking about blockchain and cryptocurrency, etc., you know, I reached into my network and found someone who I know is considered to be a thought leader in that area, you know, really thinking about the future and how it all works and could explain it at a fairly basic level, but also has a network. And, and, and so I do urge everyone that regardless of how small your business or your team, like I, like we're saying, nonprofit, for profit, just wipe away all your thoughts about that. And just think about like in 2021, who do I need, who is going to be able to kind of help me understand what could happen, play out the chessboard, right? Like if I go into digital and this is the way I wanna go, find someone who's, you know, done that well, not just done it, <laughs> done it well. Um, you know, I look sometimes for people to put around me also that have a different network than I have. Mm, so important. Right? Like if you are only with people who know all the same people as you, that doesn't help you expand, right? So just like my example just now of me calling Mark and saying, you know, hey, can you help Nick? Do you want to meet Nick? And so, yeah, someone who has a, a broader, different network than you, has different experience, more experience than you, um, who has done some things well that you admire and that you want to emulate. Um, you know, maybe someone who has divergent thinking. I, I do want to tell you, I know some amazing leaders that I've coached and worked with for a very long time. And some of them, you know, have people around them, one or two who are super divergent thinkers, like they think very differently than them. And that served them well, specifically when they wanted to innovate. 
right? So if they were getting bust a move <laughs> the next year or in their next strategic plan, and they knew they wanted to just completely do something crazy for their business or industry, you know, it was important for them to seek out someone who had done things very differently and who, who is a great innovator. Um, there aren't that many of those people, by the way. Mm -mm. It's a lot easier to run businesses that conform into a certain industry or way of doing things. So if you want someone who's really busted a mold, game changed, you know, um, yeah, you got to seek those people out. I don't know about you, Chris, but you know, over, I don't know, I'm 37 years old. Over, over the last 20 years of me traveling around the world, the most effective long-term mm -hmm. relationships of people that I know I can pick up the phone to and just ask him a question about the industry or the experience that they're in. Um, it, it's often been people that I've just met along the way. Mm. It was it was hardly, you know, I mean, you're an exception, right? Um, I met you through my Uncle Bart and your dad, right? Um, and, and, you know, sure, you know, maybe 20% of my relationships are from referrals of people that I've known. But 80%, I have to say, are people that I've met along the way, um, who I happen to be at their school that they started, or the plane that they were riding on, on a commercial airline, or, um, you know, however it is, it's just, just talking to people about your dreams, and maybe it's a stranger but then they're like, oh, no, yeah, I have a friend that does that. It's like it's it's a lot of the the tilling of the soil, I think, is is you being real and always being alert in trying to build that a team around you. Um, and and it might actually be something that I'm, I'm just thinking of doing uh, for me now, like this is really convicting me. I've never done a whiteboard session of the people around me that I really need to not add into. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of hit the cruise control button on that. And a part of me is like, well, no one's going to know much more than me about this. Right. And who knows more than me in COVID because no one knows more than me that, you know, everyone knows they're about the same amount of time, but you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, there is going to be something that I'm going to learn if I deliberately intentionally now playing 2021 around me that now helps me to, um, to grow in some areas that, that I am going to go into. Um, I, I know I've got three people out here uh, in Texas that I've met along the way um, that, you know, I've only been here for three months, but I know they're going to be friends for life. And it's in the things that I want to expand in and learn more about. And so I think that's just something that because I've had that personality of just telling everyone my dream kind of along the way, Hey, who are you? What do you do? You know, like I just share my story and hmm. whatever, but people are intrigued and they're like, Oh man, hmm. like, that's great. I know someone, I know in Australia, it's even it's actually I know like it was interesting. I'm, I'm, I wasn't going to share it with you. But you know, you say winter and fall is when you're really planning for the next year. That's if you're in the northern hemisphere. And yep. what you're talking about here as well, though, is is really interesting down under in Australia, it's a little upside down from when I remember when I was there, we yep. got this thing called the tall poppy syndrome. And when you tell people about your dream, uh, they don't really uh, in Australian culture, uh, from what I remember and when I was there, 
they don't celebrate success. Like not every country has that amazing spark of American yeah. um, where, you know, we celebrate success. We, oh yeah, I know someone, you know, like it's really like pessimistic, you know, like, really, you want to do what? You're going to do that? Uh, I'm going to give you a million reasons why it's not going to be successful. And then when you are successful, we ain't going to really celebrate you either. You know, we're going to try and cut you down kind of thing. So it, it's it don't don't blame that on your culture. Like I'm hanging the hat on Serbian, you know, I'm, don't don't blame it on, on the surroundings. There are those couple good people around you, no matter where you're at, no yep. matter what yep. time of life you're in, you just got to talk more. You got to dig, you got to till the soil and you might be surprised as you're just doing that. And that becomes a part of you, it becomes a part of your lifestyle. Um, and you're sharing your dreams and, and, you know, you're asking people, Hey, What's a book out there? You know, books have helped me. Books have helped you. Um, so from books to seminars to people and contacts, I, I just, uh, it's exciting. That That's to me when when life gets a little bit more interesting because you just don't know what to expect. If you give your today a chance, you don't know what that's going to bring tomorrow. It, you just said some things that are so great and I want to tie it together with a few people. You know, so I... As we've mentioned, everybody, I've coached people for a long time. This is going 24 years. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> that makes me just feel like I, my grades are showing. Anyway, um, look, at two things you said. One is I would love for you to whiteboard what your circles, your, your stakeholders look like and who this is and who you want near you and who you need in the conversation moving forward. And I will say to you, I was going to mention, I don't know if you remember this, Nick, he's going to crack up that I mentioned this, but early in us planning the podcast, I had you and Aaron, your brother, do yeah. a Zoom with me with uh, an executive, um, Joe Glenn, who does business development um, for Qualcomm, a uh, big company, everybody. Uh, and, and one of the reasons we did that, and the reason I'm bringing him up is because He's a master networker um, and not in the way some people think about it. And I, I would challenge everyone, by the way, and I don't care whether your business is a coffee shop or it's a massive nonprofit or you're the CEO of a big company. Every person I'm talking to right now, you can do this. Here's the skill. So the man I'm talking about, um, has this database of people. And so to your point, Nick, he like cultivates people, right? Like, and, and his whole job is connecting people, not just connecting his company to people, but he's always like what, what he calls matchmaking, right? Like he's meets somebody on a plane, just like you're saying. And then the next week he's going, oh, that, that person needs to meet Nick or this person needs to meet this person. And the beauty of that in relation to what we're talking about today is that when you have the intention of knowing that in every moment you're going to meet people and then it's not happenstance, right? Everything happens for a reason. Every person that you meet, they either at that moment are being brought there because they need to hear something from you, or maybe in the future they need to hear it from you or you're gonna help them. But there's also some like the universe has this beautiful reciprocity to it. And everybody, what that means is I, I really believe that there's a natural give and take to the way 
the universe works. And it puts us with people at the moment that's right so we can do things. So what I'm suggestion is uh, suggesting is that everybody maybe make it a goal to start to cultivate relationships with people and then start to think about um, once you get to know people a little bit, have a coffee, whatever, putting them into your network, even if you draw it on the whiteboard, like Nick says, um, and starting to understand, oh, now I know a person who does this. I might not need that right now, but I know that person. I'm gonna connect with them on LinkedIn or wherever you connect. And then starting to create a network and see the goodness of the network so that when you need it, you can call on people and it's not your first conversation, hopefully, and then you can help each other. And that's what reciprocity means, right? I'm not just gonna call for my own agenda. I'm gonna call because I wanna connect with you again. And I'm always gonna ask the question, how can I help you? Not just, can you help me, right? So there's both all the time. And that you start to do that in a way that brings more goodness into the conversation so that as your new ideas are flowing, you don't have to wait, like there's momentum and then you'll, you'll get the right person. And if that person's not the right person, they may know the right person because it's exponential, right? And we start to have those relationships. And I, I think that there are a lot of people out there, I'll just say one last thing and then Nick, I'll let you kind of add, which is I think people who are more introverted and or specifically this year have felt isolated mm. and stuck in this kind of Zoom world that we're in that networking, meeting new people, business development, sales, finding new advisors, all of that for a lot of people has felt a little impossible. And as of this moment, I would just like to tell everybody, it's not, it's not. Pick up the phone, email, that's what it's for, connecting and communicating with people. Uh, <laughs> tools like LinkedIn, right? Don't be shy. You know, th this is the time, right? This is the time. Absolutely. In fact, it is no better time than now, because number one, um, most people are open to things that they're not normally open to. Mm. Number two, how many meetings did you sacrifice and all your time and all your energy to go to a meeting that absolutely completely wasted your time? Now you don't have to travel anywhere because it's quite acceptable to do a Zoom meeting. I mean, just on those two points, there's never been a better time to open up your network and connect with the people that you do need to go for. And um, really great practical lessons here, Chris, great practical lessons. So thank you. Um, look, any other leaders, just my last two cents here before Chris summarizes whatever, however you want to land this. Um, I'm just, you know, just be real with yourself. Um, I'm actually feeling like, how can you say, I've been blindsided by how busy I've actually been. Mm. It's kind of weird. It's kind of really weird. I'm going to say it this way. You, two things. I used to travel a lot. When you travel and you come back home, you kind of feel like, yeah, you know, mission accomplished, <laughs> goal, you know, achieved. I went out there. I depleted myself. Coming back for recharge. Being appreciated, feeling 
affirmed and encouraged. And it's almost as if, well, all I'm doing now is just locking myself in a room and getting on Zoom. And it, it's weird. In one sense, I feel so exhausted and worked hard these last three, four months. Feeling like I'm only trading water. And that it's not the same satisfaction on so many levels. And I think it's a, a conscious decision to start your day when you want to start your days, end your days when you shouldn't be ending your days. I find myself needing fresh air and going for a walk. Like, I'm nearly going on walks every second day. Freaking freezing outside. Um here in Texas right now, but I don't care. I need to get my brain in some kind of rhythm that helps me to better define the hours of work and the hours of relax the mind versus the hours with family. It's so easily blendable like never before and it's unhealthy and um and because you don't normally get those black and white lines and parameters of this is me i'm going on a trip i'm coming back and when i come back i'm not on my phone for a day you know what i mean like that doesn't happen anymore um and so i've i've learned that for me personally i've needed to really bring in like like great walls of china in between the departments of my life on a daily basis uh, getting up earlier. I'm making my own coffee, Chris. I make my own coffee before the caregivers come in in the house. And it's because I need that time for me. And um, and then in the afternoon, there's a point where I just don't look at my phone anymore. And everyone knows Nick doesn't work after 5pm, no matter what. Um, unless I have a Zoom call in Singapore, like last night at 9pm. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's so helpful when you help yourself in the daily rhythm of you knowing what you need and a big portion of that for me is being in, in touch and contact with the people around me who are my cheerleaders apart from my family apart from the staff who I can call and lean upon for wisdom and experience and just listening to their stories, you know, you know, I, I was on the phone with uh, the son of one of the biggest speakers in the world when everything collapsed in April, May. I said, so tell me, what was the big crisis that you and your family went through? And they told me, and I said, how did you get through it? And it started from a personal and then the business. And man, just the wisdom and encouragement that I got to get from the Ziegler Corporation, right? Zig Ziegler's son, Tom. Yeah. He imparted a lot of encouragement uh, to me when I needed encouragement. And um, so compartmentalizing your life from day to day, personally, family, business, you time. Um, and then really expanding that network. Um because I also feel at the same time, 
you're right. I've never seen that before until you said it. Mm-hmm. That you've become less objective in that context because you've become a part of the narrative. Sure. And and fresh meat, if you will, fresh thought, fresh <laughs> wisdom, fresh uh, perspective gives you an ignition for more fire. You know, so I'm I'm excited to do that whiteboard session. I'm excited for you to do it. Um, so I'll close by just reminding everyone to take a few action steps. One, if 2020 is leaving you dissatisfied. <laughs> You were not alone. <laughs> Many people, Nick, you did such a beautiful job. I don't, I, I'm gonna listen to this and then mark the minutes because you, you did something a few minutes ago where you described what I hear from so many people of those of us who were traveling and leading a very different life before the COVID-19 shift um, earlier this year who are still trying to get used to this kind of what feels monotonous sometimes and going in a room and not traveling and not talking to as many people live, uh, et cetera. Um, I don't have to describe it because I know everybody's living it. But again, if you're one of those people and you're feeling dissatisfied, now is the time for you to plan your life and your business for 2021 to be as different as you need it or want it to be. And if you put your mind to it and you challenge yourself to get out of the any stuck or negative thinking, Um, And if you can't do it yourself, that is the perfect time to seek out new people to have conversations with, to brainstorm maybe with people that you're not used to brainstorming with, or to find the people who seem to be thinking different or thriving. Um, So so do that, like uh, really notice the dissatisfaction, but don't get stuck in it. Uh, Know that everything's temporary, plan forward and challenge yourself and find the people you need to help you do that uh, who are objective enough and bring new thinking. Love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Thank Um, you, Chris. I really appreciate what you're doing. Love being here, love being here, love being here, everybody. Uh, No matter who you are, hang in there. And if your business is having a problem, I don't know why my voice is leaving us today. Um, I promise I didn't eat a frog before this. Uh, (laughs) If you need help, uh, we're here to help you. Nick is here. I'm here. Uh, right down there by my name, ariacoach.com. Um, email us, find us, leave comments in the videos. My goodness. Nick and I talk about it all the time. Uh, I think people out there, you're hesitant and you're shy. And we're really saying, if you need help, we will help you find the help you need. Sounds great. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, Christine, thank you. And we'll see you next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Help us reach as many people as possible by giving us a rating, a review, and subscribing to this podcast. Love you so much. And remember, share this with anyone you know who needs to hear this as well. I'll see you next week.